Hello. Welcome to another VK podcast or office hours, as we are officially calling it. All of the responses and feedback coming in really seems to love this name, Office Hours. So, Ray, we're sticking with it, right? It's VK Office Hours, correct? That's correct. VK Office Hours. I like it. I think it's a good name for us, something we can work with a lot better than VK Podcast, a lot less copyright and fringy. Also, uh, VK Office Minutes didn't really quite make it. So, we're going to stick with Office Hours, even though it's really not Office Hours, because you guys don't probably don't want to listen to us for an entire hour. So, if you do, let us know. So anyway, so let's get to the uh, let's get the music down just a tiny little bit. Ray, I like it in the background just a little bit, or stopped. I think we go stop. Okay. Because <laughs> the uh, fader was uh, more sensitive than my finger. Okay. Or vice versa. Yeah, our our production budget is still pretty slim around here. So the laptop we are using that has uh, Microsoft ni- uh, Windows 95, and I think it has Clippy as the main mascot of the Microsoft Office suite. Still a little difficult to work with. But anyway, let's get into today's topic. We are going to do a series of conversations or podcasts discussing litigation traps. You know, we really want to tailor these podcasts for the small business owner out there, for the startup. And we've talked a a little bit about things to watch out for, things that they didn't tell you when you're starting your, uh, your small business. We also discussed a little bit about independent contractors and employees, the right way of classifying those workers. But what we want to discuss today is the first point of several that we'll make of things to watch out for when you start getting into small businesses, and, you know, your business is going and you are entering into contract. The one I want to discuss today specifically is the automatic renewal provision inside of a contract. Yeah, let me just chime in here for a second. As you know, I deal primarily and exclusively almost in litigation. I can't tell you how many times my clients who are getting sued will come to me and say, I had no idea X, Y, and Z even happened. And that's really what we're talking about. Ways you're going to get sued when you have no idea that you've even done something that will give rise to a lawsuit. So the first part is read your contracts, preferably have an attorney review them and explain them to you. I would say of the contracts that we draft here, maybe 50% of them are the exact same from contract to contract. They're not the exact, but very similar. There are standard provisions which I think most attorneys in Texas, or depending on the jurisdiction, if it's more of a nationwide contract, most attorneys are using very similar provisions over and over again. So once you get comfortable with those and you understand that half of that 20-page document is made up of standard provisions, it's not quite so so terrorizing to think about getting through that contract. But please know your contract. Now, there could be some really nuanced provisions that are difficult to understand. But what we want to talk about today is terms. Usually alongside with term, you'll see term and termination, and you might have renewal in there. So, Ray, when I say term in a contract, what does that mean to you? Well, term is obviously, and and I think it's an interesting point you raised about some standard provisions and some that aren't standard. Um, At a later podcast, I think it would be valuable for us to talk about the the import of those standard provisions because a lot of times I'll litigate them, and they they have a big effect even though they are standard or boilerplate. But as far as term goes, it's exactly what what it states. It's how long the co- you're obligated by the contract. So, you know, your, t- your term could be a year, it could be five years, it could be two years, it could be six months. It's whatever it states in the contract. And usually it's pretty easy to find out what the term is. Sometimes it can be complicated just because it says, you know, the term is buried in there. It's triggered by the execution date and then by, you know, X, Y, and Z. So term, when, when Kevin's talking about term, it's simply 
how long the contract lasts, you know, if it's a lease, how long you're obligated to continue to pay rent under the lease, and importantly, when it ends. Uh, when it begins is important for paying rent, but most importantly is when it ends and when you can get out of it or stop paying rent or whatever your obligation are. Yeah, so let's talk about that. You know, wh- when does it end? When it ends is when the obligations are going to end, yeah. the obligations on both sides, or perhaps you are paying someone to perform services for you or vice versa. You are performing services for someone else. When the contract ends would be the term, <coughs> would be the, the end of the term. Now, there is generally a termination provision in the contract. Can you get out of this contract? Can you terminate this for certain reasons, perhaps a breach of the contract, you know, Perhaps a – hey, you got rid of a lot of the fuzz in the background there. How would you do that? I stopped the uh, <laughs> new song from playing, so <laughs> no, note to self. Okay. So we were talking about how – is there a way to terminate the contract prior to the expiration of the term? Very important. But what I want to focus on today are automatic renewal provisions. So you see a lot of these things buried in contracts or buried in these long-term or termination provisions. And this is a sensitive issue because we've had a couple clients on both sides of the contract – Call us and ask about ask us about these in the last six months. So specifically, what I'm discussing is a contract that says this contract will automatically renew upon expiration of this con of the uh, current term unless you notify us otherwise. So let's just say you hire someone for some sort of a services contract, or the, where we see these are some sort of maintenance contracts. Perhaps your phone. You might have enter into a business contract with AT&T for AT&T to provide phone or you know cable services to your offices for one year. So at the end of that year, you might be thinking, okay, I'm finally done with this one-year contract with AT&T. Now I can call Time Warner and Verizon and, and Price Shop. You know, you can call them and get them bidding against each other and hopefully work out better deals. And you call AT&T and they said, no, you had an automatic renewal provision in your contract. Now, to be fair to AT&T, I don't think the big carriers or the big companies do that because they've been litigated too much. But it could be a service a, a copy the guy you know your copy server it could be like a legal research service <laughs> yeah, perhaps yeah. that has an automatic <laughs> renewal provision <laughs> so they get they're everywhere and they can get everyone but a lot of times the thing about these automatic renewal provisions is you have to notify of your intent to opt out within a certain period of time prior to the expiration of the term yeah what it does is it shifts the obligation onto you who are using the service or who are the tenant, somebody, one party is going to shift the obligation onto the other to affirmatively say, I don't want to be in this contract. Now, not all contracts have it. It's different for each one. And typically, you know, you have default rules. If it's a a, a, a lease for real estate, you know, the default fault under the Texas law will say if you don't renew it or nothing said, it's going to go to month to month, the end, or whatever the normal period is going to be. But you can contract around that. People can do whatever they want for the most part. So it shifts the obligation back to you. And really, like Kevin said, the obligation is to make sure you know about it and calendar it. Just calendar it like you would any deadline early on so you know I have to decide if I want to renew this lease or not. I've litigated this countless times, and people will frequently say, well, I this, this, this contract's over. And I said, no, it's not. You didn't notify them that you wanted to terminate it. You have to affirmatively do it. It's a dangerous provision because it can obligate you for another year, two years, five years, whatever it happens to be. Let's, let me give you two tangible examples. One of them we use ourselves. So as you alluded to, we were using a certain company for legal research services, and this was not a cheap contract to be in. Well, we got called by one of their competitors, and their competitors offered us a fantastic price to try and woo us away from the company we were with. 
And we said, great, we'll do it, but recognize we have this contract until, let's just assume it was March. And the competitor said, no problem, tell you what, to get you in free, we'll get, to get you in quickly, we'll get you in free right now through March, and you start paying in March, and it'll be at better terms. And I said, great, what do I do about, about the current provider? They said, don't worry, we do this all the time, we'll walk you through the cancellation. We'll handle the cancellation for you. I figured, well, they do do this all the time, so maybe they can you know, send a note to the previous company and say, hey, on behalf of, of Vela Keller, we're canceling this contract. Well, they never did that. So here comes March, here comes April. I noticed we're being double billed for legal research services. Said, well, this can't be right. I thought we canceled this. Reach out to the new company, and our representative was no longer there, so no one had any record of them promising to send this cancellation notice for us. Reach out to the initial company. They said, hey, check your contract. And as you might imagine, with a legal research company, their contract was very well written. It was incredibly clear that we did not terminate in time. And all we did was terminate the day before the expiration of the contract. So we got locked into another three or six months of this legal research services that we didn't need. Another example, a client of ours called, and they had a, uh, a hosting maintenance, a maintenance support contract. Pretty typical. Someone builds out your website, builds you an app does something technology related for you, they will usually have a three, six, 12 month maintenance support contract. We'll just charge you a rate, you know, monthly amount, a couple hundred bucks a month to maintain your technology or whatever that they built for you. Well, with this particular company, they had an automatic renewal and our client just wasn't paying attention, neglected it, didn't inform them. Next thing you know, they trigger, they're in for another year. And our client calls us and says, hey, we'd like to, we'd like to dispute this, what can we do? We take a look at the contract and say, really not much you can do. I mean, it clearly says in here, you signed it, your initials are at the bottom of this page. What do you want to do? And uh, and then even if they did want to litigate it, the total value of the contract was, let's say, 300 bucks a month. So $3,600, which is a lot of money, but it's not a lot of money. It's not worth litigating over. Yeah, as Kevin mentioned, you know, there are ways to get out of any potential contract breach or obligation. You have to look at it kind of holistically and figure out what your options are. Some could be just say you can negotiate with the landlord or the other party and, and they'll let you out of it or you pay some fee. Two, you can challenge it legally for some reason. It's not clear. There's some ambiguity. I mean, uh, uh, for example, on ours with the legal research company, it wasn't worth it. I mean, we're, we're attorneys and it wasn't even worth our time to fight it. We might as well just pay it out. Um, you know, we probably would have, if, if we wanted to fight it, I would have hired an attorney to do it. It's, 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 like, it's like a doctor performing open-heart surgery on himself. Um, even though we're attorneys, we'd still want another attorney to handle it. it it's better to get a, a, an outside source. But, you know, there are things you can do it, sometimes, but you're really behind the eight ball if it's a legitimate and valid automatic renewal and you can be, you know, really locked into a long-term obligation that you weren't planning on. Okay, so let me come up with two summarizing points here, Ray, for the people listening out there. I'll let you add to it, and then we'll end this one. Point one, if you are negotiating these contracts or, or just reviewing these contracts, if you are the one performing the services and you are the one getting paid, it is to your advantage for this contract to renew. So you want automatic renewal language, which grants them just a reasonable time to either elect to, you know, to opt out of the renewal. So in general, you want automatic renewal, so at the end of one year, this contract automatically renews unless the other party provides notice at least 30 days prior to the termination of the initial, or prior to the expiration of the initial term that this company or he or she does not wish to uh, renew. On the flip side, point number two, if you're the one paying for services, 
you do not want an automatic renewal or what you do want is you want to say this contract automatically renews on a month-to-month -month basis. So your max obligation is 30 days. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's all generally speaking because those could be you – know, you can think of a million different reasons why the opposite would be true. You would not want to be renewed if you were providing the services um, in exchange for payment or vice versa. It could be a really good deal that you want to terminate for some reason. Um, but, but generally that is true. I think, you know, big picture here – and the, the takeaway I'd like to for people to have from this discussion is there really are a few key points for every contract that you need to be very aware of. The parties, the term, and, you know, I can't think of a couple other off the top well, of my Well, obligations head. of the parties, what the services you're providing or what you're paying, what the payment terms are, those are the key ones. Right, of course, your, your primary affirmative obligations. Right. But the other ancillary stuff. You really need to know, and, and you should probably, for every contract you enter into, it would be a good idea to maybe have a separate cheat sheet that says, here are my, here are the big points, big takeaways. As attorneys, we look at everything, and we want to know what the full contract says, but as the actual party, there are some things that you really need to have uh, first and foremost on your brain is, when does this thing end, and do I have an obligation to terminate it affirmatively? You know, you have examples of these all over your house right now. Go grab your bank agreement. You'll probably be put to sleep reading that thing, but go grab your cell phone agreement. You can probably pull up those terms online. Go online and look at your agreement with your cable provider. All of these, th all of these contracts, when you start to really break them down, they'll look similar. It not maybe the fonts will be different, the layout will be different, but in regards to the provisions that they that they have they, they contain and also the ordering of them, they'll start to look similar. So as a small business owner, it's probably not going to make sense for you to run to your attorney to review your copier lease or review your phone agreement with AT&T or, or Time Warner, whoever it is. But if you're looking out for these key things, I mean, you know, ideally read everything. Even if you don't understand it, please read it. You will get there. But looking out for term, termination, automatic renewals is a very important one. So that's our first note on you know, what to watch out for or litigation, BK office hours litigation traps. We will do more of these. I think that's all I have for today. Ray, you want to? Close it out? No, I think we uh, I think we hit on everything. I would love to review your phone <laughs> agreement or your copier lease. Actually, I would hate to do that. So <laughs> don't bring it to us. Take, pay attention to the term and handle it yourself. You'll save yourself a lot of money and headache if it is automatically renewed. Okay, thanks.